Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world. Right now, my allergies are freaking out. So it's spring here in North Carolina in the U.S. So bear with me. Hopefully my voice will hold out for this. So, but I am so excited for today's guest. She offers holistic transformation through music and movement, which I am someone who loves music and movement. And I love dancing even by myself at home. And that's one thing that helped me through the pandemic was being able to listen to music and dancing. But I wanted to bring you listeners some unusual holistic techniques and strategies, which are a bit outside the box. And today's episode definitely will fit the bill. So her name is Isabel, and she's what's called an ecstatic dance DJ, movement medicine teacher, sound technician, and sound therapist. She holds classes, workshops, retreats, and ceremonies around the world. She has DJ residencies in Ibiza and the UK, and has played some of the most forward-thinking festivals, including Burning Man and Budafelt. So she hosts a monthly radio show on Open Lab called Music Medicine and runs an online DJ course, DJ Mystery to Mastery. It's a heart-based approach to the art of mixing music. Isabel's offerings are tailored to the audience and occasion. She mixes shamanic tribal beats rooted in the elements with underground club vibes. She combines technical skills with physical and emotional healing, fostering a sense of freedom, and deepening the relationship with self, others, and the world around us. So welcome to the podcast, Isabel. Hi, pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. That was a great bio. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was listening and thinking, wow, it's a lot. That's long. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> so can you share with my listeners anything else about yourself? Yeah, well, um, I guess as the as the bio kind of hints at, you know, I had a what some people would describe as a bit of a misspent youth and got very into clubs and music and actually made a career out of it working in the music industry. And what I've done in the last 10 years or so is I still love music. I still love dancing, but I'm working with it in a much more holistic way, in a health and well-being way. And I think there's massive scope for that work in the world, you know, especially at the moment, like you say, you mentioned dancing throughout the pandemic and the dance really allows us to connect more deeply with ourselves and make that connection with others, even if it is between a, you know, through a screen. Absolutely. So um, I wanted to start with like, how did you get started with this ecstatic dance? Yeah. So, um, as I said, I had this kind of slightly, um, crazy time growing up and loved the so many aspects of going out and dancing. But as I got older, that kind of got a little bit stale and it got a little bit boring. And I just found myself as my spiritual practice was growing again, I was kind of returning to my spiritual practice because I actually learned how to meditate when I was about 12, 13 years old. Nice. My mum taught me, yeah, they were um, children of the 60s, my parents, and they learned transcendental meditation. And so my mum passed that on to me and I had a very deep spiritual connection when I was younger. 
And then kind of as I became a teenager, I got lured by the hedonism of music and clubs and DJs. And I kind of lost that. And then when that world started, as I said, to get a bit more stale, a bit more boring for me, not so much interest there, I came back to my spiritual practices and came back to my spirituality. And that journey led me to a conscious dance floor. Actually, it was a practice called Five Rhythms by the amazing Gabrielle Roth, who instigated that in the 70s. And I found this Five Rhythms practice, and there were like 100 and 150 people dancing in this church, going crazy to beats and bass for two and a half hours. And afterwards, I was like, yes, I've come home. (laughs) You know, found my tribe again. And really, as soon as I started dancing in that way, I just wanted to share the practice because all of the joy and the connection and the healing and the transformation that I was experiencing on that dance floor, I just had this need in me to to share that with as many people as possible, which is kind of what led me to the ecstatic dance. I started teaching a practice that I just kind of clobbered together myself from, you know, my experience on the dance floor and my experience in life. And then I got asked to do a festival in France and hold the space there. And I taught myself how to DJ. And that really opened up a whole world for me. And I've been, yeah, DJing and and offering this work, ecstatic dance and movement medicine, which is another embodiment practice I teach around the world ever since. That's amazing. I appreciate you sharing that journey. I think it's for me, it's a, it's a real lesson in following our dreams and following our heart and following the breadcrumbs of our joy. And, and when we do, when that's aligned with our, our sole purpose and what we want to be and who we are, then things very often kind of fall into place. It's like the universe really has our back when we, we follow our heart. Absolutely. It's like that connection too, when you really feel it and go for it. Yeah. You know that and committing to something in that way and that commitment, not being a chore. It's not like I I don't feel like I do a job. I, you know, I love what I do so much. And every time it's so different that, you know, it's very easy to, to commit to the practice. So if you were to describe ecstatic dance, what it could look like, how would you share that with my listeners? Yeah, essentially ecstatic dance is a moving meditation. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we meditate through dance. The concept is that the quickest way to still the mind is to move the body. So we all have these, you know, this constant dialogue. Some people call it the monkey mind going on and on in our brains. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we, we all do all the time. And so practices like meditation, like ecstatic dance, allow us just to quiet, quieten that mind, you know, for a moment. It could be a couple of hours. It could be a few minutes at a time, but that creates space. And through the space, often the answers come because every single one of us as individuals hold the answers that we need inside of us. So, 
It's a moving meditation. It's a dance. It's a freeform dance. There are no set steps. You're encouraged as dancers to move however you want to. And that, you know, can be legs and arms all over the place. It could be a very small movement of the little finger. Um, I mean, really, it's whatever emanates from within at the time. And I, as a ecstatic dance DJ, I support that process for, for the dancers through music, through mixed DJ music, and sometimes with my voice as well. So I'll facilitate or kind of um, bring a journey with, the, with my voice and with the music. You said there's ecstatic dance and movement medicine. Were, were they the same thing or two different things? They're two different things of the same family. Um, I guess it's, yeah, you know how like like vegetables come from different families, you know, the kind yes. of, there's conscious dance is an umbrella term. Ecstatic dance in a sense is an umbrella term, but it's kind of ecstatic dance is evolved in a more modern day concept to be a practice in itself. And ecstatic dance is solely DJ led. So there's an opening circle at the beginning and then I, you know, DJ for like two hours and that's the journey. Movement medicine is another embodiment practice. It's another moving meditation. For me, it's a kind of deeper dive into the work because that's where I really bring my voice and the facilitation. And we work with tools and exercises and practices that have been put together by my teachers, Yakov and Susanna Darling-Khan, in their body of work, Movement Medicine, which combines ancient shamanic wisdom with modern psychotherapy. So there's a deep That's so lineage. exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's really profound work, actually, because, you know, um, I mean, it might sound frivolous or crazy to some of your listeners, and I totally get that. But it's actually incredible that what we move and transform on the dance floor moves and transforms in our life. And, you know, for me, I, you know, I've been very blessed in my life, but until I got on the dance floor, I was never, I would, I'd never really been able to move in the freedom that I could on the dance floor and moving with that freedom on the dance floor has allowed me to move with more freedom in my life and to work with the stories that I tell myself that perhaps aren't so healthy or to deal with past traumas or challenging situations. I'm able to work them out on a physical, physiological level without bringing the mind in, which just is incredibly healing. It's beautiful. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of listeners are, are holistic practitioners. Most people listening to this either are thinking about it or already are engaged in the field. And many are open to movement because what we've been discovering with research, especially with trauma, yeah. is that trauma is stored in the body. And we got totally. we can't just use the mind and, and psychotherapy. We have to get the body moving. And, and a lot of us use, I use yoga so as movement as part of psychotherapy because I, I just feel like you have to have the body involved. And, and like you said, that helps lead to healing and just an inner connection that we can't get otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure your listeners might have come across an incredible book called The Body Keeps the Score. Yeah. It says oh, it all. Yes. And the issues are in the tissues is another one I like. That's but a good yeah. one. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, so there's a lot to come out through through moving the body. And what the dance does is it is it puts it in a context of community as well and celebration and joy. And of course, we don't always feel joy and celebration on the dance floor. As I said, you know, it's an opportunity to work with deep-seated trauma with so many things that kind of go on in our lives. But it does access that. You know, I say with the dance that we embrace the full spectrum of, of what it means to be human and, and an aspect of that is that feeling of joy and connection and celebration with both the self and with another. So it's really kind of bringing tribe together as well. I'm thinking the world needs more joy yeah. and, that, <laughs> and oh, yeah. that freedom, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, who knows where the world's going to go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, having had my experience on the dance floor, I am certain that if the whole world was dancing in this way, there would be a much more positive outlook to life. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I think we all need to be moving more, yeah. especially with dance. Oh. Yeah. And, it, you know, it really connects us with nature as well, especially this practice movement medicine. You know, I work with the elements. I work with different energies. I work with the archetype of the tree of life. And, you know, so it, it can really plug us back into the natural world and our, our wider surroundings as well, which I think is so important moving forward as a society. Do you find that people get caught in the flow of it, that they're just so present in the present moment as they're dancing? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, part of the practice is just to become so present to, you know, stop the the conversations in the mind, to stop the judgment, to stop the anxiety, to stop anything at all, and just becoming one with the moment, um, which is, you know, I think what a lot of practices it's like the holy grail for a lot of practices. You know, this is what we're trying to do is become present and, and really appreciate the abundance that we have around us in every single moment. Because it can be easy to take that for granted or, or to forget that. But actually, when you plug in to, right, I'm right here in this moment and there's so much that I can be grateful for, you know, that is the gateway to transformation in itself as well. Oh, I totally agree. Because I'm just thinking about clients that have a lot of anxiety and how hard it can be sometimes just for quote unquote normal psychotherapy <laughs> that we yeah. do talk therapy to just sit and talk when they're so in their head, they're so judgmental of themselves. But to have something like this to get them out of their head and move, I just, I can't even imagine how transformational that could be. Yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, there's a place for traditional psychotherapy. There's a place there for, for meditation. But as you know, you're doing, it's, it's kind of, I think we're moving into a more holistic approach to healing now. And as you said before, and the science is starting to back it up, that movement is an essential part of that. And, you know, I mean, if you look at kind of meditation, historically, you know, thousands of years ago, I can really see the benefit in sitting down quietly to quieten the mind. You know, this is a time when human beings were going out hunting to, to gather their food or working the fields. You know, we were living a much more physical life. And now, you know, with TVs, with cars, with computers, with phones, 
as humans, we're living a much more sedentary life. And I think this is where the magic of movement as a practice comes in. Yeah, I just did an interview about with someone about walking meditation because I mm. think that's another great way to get the whole mind-body connection involved. And I think the more that we can offer these options to clients too as, a, as another benefit right outside of therapy, I think it's going to be so beneficial. Yeah, yeah, I believe so too. Because I know you mentioned sound therapy that use that. How do you use sound to help people? Yeah, so I work with ancient instruments like the gong and the Himalayan bowls, the crystal bowls, percussion. I work with them in my DJ sets. So quite often I combine the electronic sound with the you know traditional sounds of these healing instruments, which creates an incredible atmosphere in the space. And then I work with them on their own as well. In this way that the vibration of the sound can change the vibration in the body. So it works on many levels. Um, it can be a deeply relaxing experience for some people, just lying down and listening to the, the sounds of the instruments. So it kind of lead people into deep relaxation. Um, but the way I play also alters brain states. And when we go into certain brain states, that's when, again, we sort of detach from the egoic mind a little bit more and deep, deep healing can take place without us really having to do anything. We just have to sit back and lie back and, and let the sounds wash over us and allow whatever to come up to come up. So some people might have visualizations, they might get, you know, kind of insights about what's happening in their life or how they need to move forward. Or again, they might just have that moment of space from which clarity emerges. Because I was listening to some of your music medicine on Open Lab, and we'll have the link in the show notes. But and I gotta tell you, I hope everybody that's listening can tune in because you have the most soothing voice, and and I just was like, I, I wish I had more time to to prepare to, for this interview because I wanted to listen for a long time. I was like, I don't want to stop. <laughs> There's something about it. Just just listening to it, it was just so soothing and just really sucked me in. Oh, well, thank you. And and don't worry, you can, they're all up at, yes, available online, still there. so yeah, you can listen to them anytime you want. But yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, I'm really grateful to Open Lab, which is um, a radio station in Ibiza for you nice. know, taking a bit of a, a punt on me because, you know, music medicine is a very different kind of mainstream radio show. I play the beats and I play the bass. I play, you know, electronic re music in their editorial remit, but I'm really approaching it from a health and well-being perspective. So the idea with the show is that through the music, through my words, just like the practices I teach, you know, it's an opportunity to bring a little bit more consciousness, a little bit more awareness to how, you know, the listener is, how we are as a society, how the world is, and for that to become a resource, you know, moving forward. Because it did seem meditative as I listened to it. Was that intentional on your end to make it that way? Yeah, I mean, I really, I do mix up the shows. So sometimes there've been occasions uh, where I've done a kind of a really kind of sound healing meditative mix. I do some mixes for um, a brand called Shakti Mat, which is like an acupressure mat. So they've 
asked me to do a few 20 minute mixes for them for people just to lie on the mat and receive all the healing benefits of the Shakti mat with the soundtrack that I provided them. So, you know, I dropped one of those in my open lab show. So I think that was the height of summer in Ibiza, which can get a bit crazy. And I thought rather go with going with the energy of the crazy summer heightened Ibiza sunshine party vibe. I'm just going to drop this really meditative Shakti mat mix. So I, you know, I did that. I draw on the practices, some of the practices from movement medicine. So a few months ago, I took people through a journey through the elements, earth, fire, water, air, and ether. And then sometimes I structure the show as if it were an ecstatic dance journey. So I begin with kind of softer, more gentle music, and then I raise the energy of the music, raise the BPM. So we're going into the faster, harder kind of beats, which is a place where people can really let go and release and shake out the old. And then I bring people back down again to a place of rest. So yeah, every every show is different. It just um, seems to kind of, as with most creative endeavors, when they're flowing, it just sort of seems to work itself and and that's what I deliver every month but yeah really drawing on the on the healing practices that I work with it seems like your job is really fun to, <laughs> to do all this yeah and actually it's a real privilege as well yeah um to witness people in their transformation is is such a, a privileged place to be and yeah I feel I feel very lucky that I can do that and I and I can combine you know my love of serving people and service and helping them in whatever way I can to upskill and empower and transform and heal themselves because you know that's what we're all doing as practitioners you know we're not healing anyone every you know we're just providing the space where you know the people can do the work for themselves so, you know, I provide that space and also I can be really creative working with music and working with sound. So I get a lot of energy from that. I get a lot of joy. So how do you, what is your creative process, I guess, for creating some of this music? Mm, yeah, good question. I like to start from the silence. Nice. Start yeah. from mm-hmm. the, the space. So I'll do whatever I can to get into that. You know, I drum a lot, um, dancing, obviously, meditation, walking in nature. I really come from that place of space. And then really, as I said, in in a way, I might have an idea for, you know, what I what I want to bring or um, maybe a response to what's happening in the world or maybe it's a you know a new tune that I'm really feeling that I want to put out there but whatever it is you know that kind of forms the basis from the silence and then in a way it just it just kind of forms <laughs> you know and I put things together and and make it so it it becomes a you know a radio show or a dance journey or a sound healing session so 
Yeah, I think I think that's <laughs> that's great. Yeah, <laughs> I can just tell that you are so inspired and are so creative. And well, yeah, I mean, there's so much to inspire out in the world, and and I think you know, I think for me, actually, like I say, that the creativity comes from this place of service, and you know, and that's my you know my latest passion is is putting out this DJ course for health and well-being practitioners because I know the power of music as medicine and I also know how sound and music can traumatize if not used correctly um, or not used with kind of an awareness and understanding a consciousness and you know this this DJ course really came out of a place of service when I was training in movement medicine I noticed what I perceived as a lot of fear and confusion when it came to my contemporaries with working with music and because I'd had this background in the music industry and this love of music and DJing kind of running through me, I was like, I, I, I want to prove that it's not as scary as it may seem. And my teachers actually asked me in my training to teach the workshop on music and DJ skills. And that kind of led to people going, Oh, you know, you're really good at this teaching. I really understand it. And I'm not scared for the first time. And can you do a couple of videos? And, and, um, a couple of videos turned into a few more turned into, a you know, a, a whole kind of DJ course, which I eventually launched after many years kind of um, birthing, like gesticulating, I guess, this project and kind of birthed it last year. And, and so for me, that's kind of what I mean about the, like when it comes from, I find the place of, of serving or offering to the world, when it comes from the heart and the soul purpose, uh, the creativity, it just kind of, it kind of grows. And this DJ course kind of grew on itself. I didn't really, That's excellent. <laughs> didn't really have to do anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I did a lot, but yeah, I'm sure you know. you did. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of followed the flow rather than making it happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, but that's such an unusual offering. I just love that you have that available. And that's for any health practitioner who might be interested. Yeah, absolutely. So I've really, um, what I noticed through my own practices is that I really, really believe that just some simple tools and techniques with working with music can like supercharge the medicine of so many holistic practices. Conscious dance, ecstatic dance is obvious, you know, it's working, um, with music, with DJs, but I was also inspired through being a participant in breathwork sessions. And I've been to some amazing breathwork sessions and I love breathwork, but that kind of use of the Spotify playlist. And I'm like, I'm like the height of my breathing. And I'm like breathing really quickly like this. And then suddenly there's this silence, you know, as the track changes and I've lost my flow and, you know, I, I'm not, in the journey in the same way or there's a very recognizable tune and I 
and I teach about working with different kinds of music and, you know, what are some of the better tracks, for instance, to bring in at certain points of the healing journey. But using a really recognizable tune in a breathwork session, again, can really take you out of the journey. You go into the mind, you go into stories. Oh, I remember when I was 14 and, you know, or I heard that then or, or that kind of thing. And and then I was just doing, um, similarly doing a, a Kundalini yoga session with a friend of mine who's a very experienced yoga teacher um, but she's just trained in kundalini specifically and the the way that kundalini yoga i don't know if your listeners are familiar with it some some maybe are some maybe not so much but it kind of works with these places of stillness and meditation and then this place of like again using the breath using movement with kind that can be really challenging and, you know, yoga teachers, breath workers are using music in their classes. And I think that, you know, a lot of them could use music in a way that serves clients to a heightened degree. So the medicine really of their teaching really lands. I think that's brilliant because, you know, I teach breath work and I never thought to use music. <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, wow, you know, because I think about for myself, like sometimes I'll put in some spa music, some just quiet piano music as I'm doing meditation or other breath work at home by myself. But I could see how that could be so healing to do different kinds of music with clients as yeah. you're teaching these skills. Yeah. And that's where the music is a resource, is a support and it mirrors our physical experience. I mean, with the dance, also um, maybe you find with breath work, if you go behind the music, our heartbeat at a resting, when we're resting, is 60 BPM, beats per minute. So the heart beats 60 times in one minute. And that's our resting heartbeat. And those are the tracks that I begin with in the dance journey. Those are the tracks that you would start with in your breath work session. And then when you want to build the energy, when the breath goes a little bit faster, you raise the BPM of the music and so on and so forth until my most banging tracks that I play are about 180 BPM, which is, funnily oh enough, where the, where the heartbeat gets to at when we're doing strenuous physical exercise. So the, the beats of the music mirror the beats of the heart and that synergy can create something magical. Yeah, that's incredible though, to think about that. And I just think of a lot of holistic therapists too that want to up-level their practices with clients. I mean, adding something like this is just wow, that's going to put you over the top of other people in the field just to really reach more people and, and help clients get the healing they need. Yeah, that's what I would hope that it would be, yeah. you know, another tool in the toolbox, you For know, real. not just detracting yeah. from all the incredible skills they already have, but something else to draw upon for the benefit of clients. And also I would hope for the benefit of themselves, because when we learn or we try something new or we go out of our comfort zone or we take a risk, reconnect with our creativity or our childlike play, which working with music can really open up. 
then, you know, that serves us as practitioners as well. You know, parallel process. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think that even if you don't want to do this with clients, but look to do this for yourself, you know, as part of your self-care that whether it's the dance or movement medicine or music, I mean, I think these all have a place for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, all of us can, you know, can get too comfortable, you know, with where we're at and, and that can bring in some lethargy and boredom. And so just doing something different, switching things up, I think can really reignite our life force, our fire. Absolutely. So what's a holistic strategy or technique you like to use as part of your daily practice? Mm, so um, I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is a gratitude practice. So I really, when I'm drinking my hot water and lemon and ginger tea, I really speak out loud everything that I'm grateful for. And I find that a very simple and very powerful practice. After that, I'm, I'm lucky enough uh, to live in Ibiza, which is a small island off the coast of Spain, and I live very close to the sea. So after I've done my gratitude practice, I walk in nature, I walk a little bit through the forest and along the beach just for 20 minutes or so. And then I, and then I come back and I have a cup of coffee. <laughs> but like, I don't, I make sure that I don't turn on my phone or my computer for the first hour of my day. And usually after I've had a coffee and just checked emails and stuff, then I'll go into a a movement practice, whether it's dance or yoga or Pilates, but just to kind of move the body. And, um, and then I'll, you know, maybe I'll do a bit of drumming or a bit of meditation. I'll, I kind of fit it into my day. So, you know, before our chat today, just to kind of center, I did 10 minutes of drumming. It didn't feel like a a task. It was just, okay, this is the way that I'm going to choose to center before our chat, you know? Um, so although I have my, you know, I try and do a, yeah, an, an hour, an hour and a half morning practice, which includes movement and gratitude and, and getting in out in nature and and not getting on the phone really my my practices you know just kind of slotted into the day yeah that sounds really lovely way to start the day so what's a takeaway you could share that could help some listeners who might just be starting their holistic journey Hmm. Um, so I have a mixed cloud page and I'm, I'm hoping I can share the link and that has all my sets. So that is the ecstatic dance journeys, the movement medicine facilitated work, the music medicine radio show and open lab, the more meditative sound healing journeys that I do for Shakti Matt, it has it all there. So that is a place for anyone to go to listen to those kind of practices and that music, which they can do on their own at home, just dance and just, you know, just, just move the body if they can without judgment for themselves, if, it, if they're new to it, or if they have a movement practice, just incorporating dance and using those mixes, which are all free and available as long as you have an internet connection, just to kind of support that journey. And then, the DJ course is called DJ Mystery to Mastery. Uh, it's a heart-based approach to the art of mixing music. And everyone can find more information about that at djmysterytomastery.com. And I've got a free webinar, it's about 35, 40 minutes, which explains a little bit more about why I'm passionate and gives a few little 
DJ tips and tricks and secrets to kind of give people an idea of, of what can be achieved with this. So I'll I'll make sure that that's available to your listeners as well. Yeah, so I'll have all that in the show notes too. So you can find that at www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com. But thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Isabel. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed it. And yeah. I hope your listeners have too and sending big love out there to everyone listening (laughs) (laughs) and listeners did you love this episode don't forget to rate and review wherever your podcatcher is and don't forget to join us for another episode next wednesday this is chris mcdonald sending each one of you much light and love until next time take care thanks for listening to the holistic counseling podcast ready to engage with other holistic counselors head on over to my facebook group the holistic counseling and self-care group where you'll be able to connect with other holistic counselors just like you. You'll also gain invaluable resources on holistic practices daily and connect with others in a fun, drama-free environment. Remember to tune in next Wednesday for another episode. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.